Hare Krishna, a warm welcome to all of you for today's Gita Live session. The topic for the day is the lessons we learned from the pandemic. In fact, there were many, many lessons which we all can learn and uh, more so from the perspective of Bhagavad Gita, Bhagavatam, we can see many of the philosophical truths and the teachings right in front of our eyes unfolding. So what are those truths? What are the perspectives which we can gain from this pandemic? We're going to discuss this today in our session. Before we get into this discussion, let us all pray together. Let us chant few prayers together. I'll be displaying these prayers on the screen and kindly fold your hands and let us all chant these prayers together and then get into this discussion. Nama Om Vishnupadaya Krishna Prishtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swamin Nitinamine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Shunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhara Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Namo Mahavadanyaya Krishna Prema Pradayate Krishnaya Krishna Chaitanya Namne Gauratushe Namaha Namo Brahmane Devaya Go Brahmane Hitayacha Jagadhitaya Krishnaya Govindaya Namo Namaha He Krishna Karuna Sindhu Dinabandhu Jagadpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchan Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyevacha Patitanam Pavne Bhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare <coughs> As I mentioned, although we have many, many learnings, many, many lessons to be learned, I would broadly categorize all the learnings into three important aspects. The first learning, which was very, very obvious, which became clear to everyone, is that life is very uncertain. This lot of unpredictability in this human form of life. Many times we make plans and take things for granted. Yudhishthira Maharaj was once asked 
What is the most surprising thing in this world? To this question, Yudhishthira Maharaj replied, Ahani Ahani Bhutani Gachanti Yamalayam Sheshasthavra Ichanti Kim Ascharya Tathaparam The meaning is Ahani Ahani Bhutani Every moment Ahani Bhutani Bhutani means living entities Gachanti Yamalayam are going to the abode of Yamaraj Yamalayam in other words, meeting death. Shesha sthavra ichanti. All those who are left behind, who are still alive, they think or they live with that mentality, they live with that consciousness, they live with that understanding that I am not going to die. I have heard this many, many times people saying, सब कुछ छोड़ के जाना है खालियात आए थे खालियात चले जाएंगे बट आर एक्शंस डोंट मीट दैट अंडरस्टैंडिंग वी डोंट वॉक द टॉक ऑल दो एवरी वन सेज दैट सब कुछ छोड़ के जाना है बट वी कैन सी दैट हाउ वी आर सो बिजी मेकिंग प्लान्स एसिफ we are going to live forever. We run behind properties, accumulate riches, wealth, as if we are going to live and enjoy them for eternity. And in this pandemic, we saw that how we saw, in fact, people saw the plants getting completely rattled with this pandemic. People had planned, I will do this, my son will do like this. They had planned for their future, but pandemic shook a lot of things. A lot of people had made their career plans, they got shaken. People lost their jobs. There were very uncertain times. There were salary cuts. And Above all, many, many people lost their near and dear ones. So it became very obvious to everyone that life is very unpredictable. Otherwise, we tend to think that I am 40 years old, 50 years old, still have another 40, 50 years to go, which is not true. Srila Prabhupada mentions that in the Srimad Bhagavatam, when Parikshit Maharaj was cursed, he was cursed, just to briefly touch that story, Parikshit Maharaj is the grandson of Arjuna. He is the son of Abhimanyu. And he was the emperor of the whole world. He was enthroned after the Pandavas retired, to the forest, retired from the kingdom. Parikshit became the whole, the emperor of the whole world and then one day while he had gone to the forest for hunting, he was very thirsty and happened to visit a hermitage where he saw a sage meditating. And since he was thirsty and he was an emperor, it was, it was a normal protocol that when an emperor goes somewhere, he is received very warmly with a lot of honor 
with a lot of respect. But here that simple sage was completely oblivious of this emperor coming to his hermitage and hence he was busy with his hermitage. He didn't even open his eyes, he didn't get up nor he welcomed the king to his hermitage. So seeing this, Parikshit became quite angry. Although he was a great devotee of the Lord under the spell of Yoga Maya, many of these Leelas, the pastimes which involves great devotees, there is a divine Shakti energy of the Lord acting which is called the Yoga Maya. There is a difference between Yoga Maya and Mahamaya. The energy which acts on people like us, the common people who are in Maya, that's called Mahamaya. And the energy which acts on the devotees, which makes them at time forget the supremacy of the Lord, so that the Leela of the Lord can be enacted, that's called Yoga Maya. Under the influence of this Yoga Maya potency, Yashodama was worried about Krishna. Is he really safe? What if the demons attack him? Although he is the Supreme Lord, but under the influence of Yoga Maya, Yashoda could not understand or could not fathom that her child is not an ordinary child, is none other than the Supreme Lord. So, under the influence of this Yoga Maya, Parikshit became very wild, very angry and, and in that rage of anger, he saw a dead snake. He picked up with his arrow and put it across the neck of the sage. And when this whole episode, his whole thing of Parikshit getting angry and putting the dead snake with his arrow around the neck of the sage was seen by Shringi, the son of that sage, he became very angry and curse the king that he will die with a snake bite. A snake will bite this king and will die in next seven days. So Parikshit, although he was the emperor, he could counter curse, he could retaliate, he could kill that Brahmana boy, but he did not do that. Because he was a great devotee of the Lord, he was quite detached internally. He renounced his kingdom and went to the bank of river Ganges, fortunately met Shukadev Goswami, who is son of Vedavyas. And for next seven days, non-stop, he heard Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, Parikshit Maharaj had at least notice of seven days. He knew that he had seven days and in seven days, he should utilize his time very optimally so that he can increase his remembrance. He can bring the Lord in his consciousness because as we all know, the ultimate goal of life is to somehow be conscious of the Lord. Anta Narayana Smriti. We could breathe our last breath, thinking and remembering the Lord, being conscious of the Lord. That's real success. That's how the sages used to, the kings used to retire the forest so that towards the last end of their lives, they could without any deviation, without any 
distraction they could focus on the supreme lord so prabhupad mentions parikshit at least had 7 days notice actually none of us none of us have that notice life is very unpredictable and this became very obvious in the pandemic we take life for granted in fact i have shared this in earlier session we used to do this demonstration physically you know we would have let's say a pencil one end of the pencil representing the beginning of life the day we were born in this world and the end of the pencil represents the day we are going to live leave this world or breathe our last breath so i have done this exercise many many times in many forums in many talks and invariably when i show and i call one of the participant and say if this pencil represents our entire lifetime life span the entire life this represents the day we were born this represents the day we leave this world where are you today so i'll see the participants doing a quick calculation if it a person is 40 years you know he'll point somewhere in between the pencil if he is 25 years somewhere one fourth of a this thing knowing that average life span is 80 90 100 years so somewhere around that they'll point out and i've also seen invariably some of the participants who are little wiser would start laughing saying no 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 it's not correct the fact is none of us can be very sure if you see today's newspaper headlines some of the news in the front page you will see invariably there will be news of some tragedy some natural calamity where many young people also died like today just news i didn't get into details in kerala there was uh, one accident in which three generations of the family members expired i was told six in a family expired so when death comes at times there is no discrimination that this person is 80 years this person is 20 years this person is 40 years and this was very very obvious during pandemic although yes post 50 years there were more casualties elderly people but there were many many young people also who lost their lives i called upon one person who was you know helping us he is an architect and the thing was getting delayed our work was getting delayed so i was little upset and called that person and was more in a complaining mode ke why this has not happened thing is stuck up we are losing lot of money work has not progressed so the person apologized and uh, said that i am completely shaken in fact this is a lady and this lady is around 45 years she has a small child and she told me that just next door today on that particular day someone very very close to them has expired and then i was curious and you know it was speak of covid and i said i was curious and i said 
because of, she herself said, because of coronavirus, COVID. And she was 22 years old. So we had such occurrences also where young people lost their lives. They got infected, they were rushed to the hospital and in a span of, you know, few days, they were put on ventilator, had issues with their breathing. There was another person who was a chartered accountant, in fact, very, very eminent chartered accountant in Mumbai. Uh, he was very active. They had some, you know, association. In that association, he would take some lead roles. He was an organizer in many forums. And that person was hospitalized and in four days left the body. It was a big shock. And then we have many celebrities like, you know, recently a film actor Siddharth, he left the body, cardiac arrest. So this all shows that life is very unpredictable. Any moment we can come into the clutches of death. And that is what Srimad Bhagavatam is saying. Labdhva sudur labham idam bahu sambhavante. This human form of life we have got. Labdhva means we have obtained, we have received, we have achieved. Sudur labham, durlabham. Durlabham means it's very difficult, it's very rare. It's very rarely obtained. After many, many lifetimes we have got this human form of life. Labdhva sudur labham. Idam bahu sambhavante after many many lifetimes of transmigrating from one species to another. And then, which is very obvious, we all can understand that yes, human form of life is very rare. And then the Bhagavatam says, Turnam yatet anapatet anumrityu yavan before we again fall into the clutches of death, which we saw right in front of our eyes. One day I was looking down from the apartment where we stay in Mumbai and then I saw a dead body being brought out from the house. It was in a stretcher with a white cloth draped all over the body. And there were peak of pandemic days and there was a lot of uncertainty in the air. Although towards the end, you know, doctors were able to treat it and you know there were uh, this vaccinations I'm talking about the days before the vaccine was out there was a lot of unpredictability and one day I was speaking to a lady who is also a devotee she was actually very very worried she was all alone in her house she was she was in a state of panic. Lot of unpredictable. In fact, those days when uh, the municipal corporation had to notice the vegetable shops will be closed in the localities, only essential supplies will be given. There was curfew imposed. And then when I was seeing this dead body being wrought, I thought, what if? And there were news that how, you know, even the graveyards and and even the crematoriums are getting over flooded with a lot of bodies piled up and all that. And there was one politician in Thane who was, you know, very rich and very opulent and he, he died and he was being cremated. Then a thought crossed my mind, what if a day comes when we see 
lots of dead bodies in the street. That's what happens in pandemic. There have been cases where, you know, en masse people have died. The whole village have, because it was very unclear at that time. So that lady was, she was talking to me over phone. She said, Prabhuji, I'm very worried. And so I tried telling her that please depend on Krishna, everything will be okay and all that thing. But I could see there was a lot of panic in the air, a lot of uncertainty. They say, Dukh mein sumiran sab kare, sukh mein sumiran kare na koi. In fact, during that time, we saw many, many people wanting to know more about God, learn more from Gita. We floated many Gita courses and a lot of people who participated. Yes, people also had time, but people were also going through a lot of shock, a lot of agony, a lot of panic, a lot of worry. And many people attended Gita courses, tried to understand what this life is all about, why this is happening, why good people are suffering and so on and so forth. So Bhagavatam says, Turnam Yateta, before we again fall into the clutches of death, we have a very, very important duty. We have a very important goal to achieve. And the Bhagavatam also says, Nishreya sa vishaya khalu sarvatrasyat. He says, we should not waste our time pursuing those pleasures, pursuing those goals which are attainable even in other forms of life. If you see, many, many of us have goals and the goal is how we can maximize, how we can increase our sense gratification. There could be intermittent goals, there could be goals that I want to achieve this, I want to be this, I want to, but it's all about by being that, I'll be able to gratify my senses better, I will be able to live in a bigger house, I'll have a better car, I'll have more luxurious surroundings. People will be in awe and reverence, I'll become famous, I'll become a celebrity, people will talk about me. It's all about gratification of our senses. And if we do a little bit of introspection, goal of life has become how we can maximize our sense gratification. So Bhagavatam is saying, Nishreya sa Vishya Khalu. Vishya Khalu means the sense gratification, Sarvatrasyat, in every life form. May not be in a very sophisticated way. A dog may have a sexual intercourse on the street right in front of everyone, may not be in a very opulent surrounding, may not be in a very gorgeous environment, but the enjoyment is the same. So Bhagavatam is saying, Vishya Khalu Sarvatrasya, this Vishya Khalu, this enjoyment which comes from sense objects, when they sparsha, when there is a touch with the senses and the sense object, it is available in all life forms. Human form of life, is meant to achieve that form of happiness which is not attainable in other life forms. So this is what Bhagavatam is saying and this we saw right in front of our eyes. Turnam yateta, quickly advance. Why there is eagerness? Because there is uncertainty. Because 
although we have got this human form of life after many many lives there is no surety there is no guarantee that we're going to live for 100 years therefore it says there's a sense of a turnam turnam means quickly quickly without wasting a moment without wasting any more time and unfortunately in present time people live with that understanding that i'm too young this is not the right time this is not the right age post retirement post 80 years 90 years 100 years when I've grown up, I have grandchildren, they all settled, they all married and I have enough time and I'm free of all my family duties. I have, I'm completely free. Then I will focus on remembering the Lord. No. Prayena alpa ayusha sabhya kalauvasmin yugejanaha. Prayer from the very childhood, from the very young age, we have to take up this process of devotional service. That's what Bhagavatam is saying. That's what Prahlad Maharaj is saying. Unfortunately, we forget this reality. And that is because of an energy of the Lord, which is called Maya. In the pandemic, we could see for some time the reality of life glaring at our face and many of us got grounded, became humble, realized that even though science has made so much of advancement, still we are helpless. I have shared this in one of our earlier Gita live session, there was a person he met me in Jaipur. He is a very big businessman and uh, he often comes to our temple here. So he, after this pandemic, has become very devoted. He is now very spiritually inclined, spends a lot of time. He goes to Vrindavan, comes to our temple. He says, I just come, I don't much talk to anyone. I just sit behind, attend the Aarti and just at times for a couple of hours. So then he was sharing his experience. He said that I have traveled all over the world. He has studied abroad. It's the whole family, the children have studied abroad. Very rich family. They have many, many industries. And he says now, you know, there was a time when there was a rat race. Morning to night, it was all an expansion free. What next? What next? What next? Where to invest? How much to invest? It was all about financial calculations. And he said that now, after this pandemic, I have learned a lot of lessons. So I was a little curious. I said, what have you learned? So he said one particular instance where we saw that how, in spite of having all the money, we are so helpless. He shared with me, this was the time in the month of May, the second wave, when people were dying because of shortage of oxygen. There were no hospital beds. All the hospitals were filled. And we have seen that in our television, news channels. So the person, his, his 20-year-old son was down with COVID. His condition was deteriorating. Oxygen level started dipping. It came to almost like 85. He was in a small town 
about 100 kilometers from Jaipur. He called this person knowing that he knows many hospitals, many doctors. So he called this person and told him that I am rushing to Jaipur. Please arrange a bed for my son. He needs to get admitted in a hospital. So this person told him, wait, wait, let me arrange a bed. Let me first talk to the doctors. And since he was a very eminent businessman, had a lot of contacts, a lot of big network and knew many doctors, he tried calling many doctors and first time in his life, he could see that nobody is responding to his calls. Generally, you know, when a person is big, eminent person, a rich man, people generally do not, not take their calls. Or even if there is a missed call, you know, immediately reply. But here he is calling the doctors, they are not replying. He is calling some bureaucrats, they are not replying. He is calling some, you know, the owners of private hospitals, they are not. Because they, they themselves are in trouble. They don't, their innumerable calls are coming. How many calls they can attend? How many people they can help? They are also helpless. And nobody is responding. And this person said, I am carrying with me 20 lakh cash. Do what you want, but I need a hospital bed urgently. And then finally this person says, this person did not get a hospital bed. They could finally manage him to get admitted in hospital and he was in a balcony for a while and eventually he got a hospital bed and, and uh, some of Lord's blessings he also recovered. But this incident where in spite of having a lot of money, a person was helpless, stuck him very badly. He realized that eventually this money is not going to save a person. So this is another lesson which we can learn. Now how do we, although it is obvious, although we know that we have to one day go empty handed, although we know that in spite of having everything, we are not completely protected. Bhagavatam says Asat Sainya. So how do we forget this? What makes us forget this reality? If you see in the crematorium you will invariably see written Ram Naam Satya Hai, Ram Naam Satya Hai, which means this name of God is the reality. All this Mo Maya Ki Dunya, it's an illusion. It's Mohamaya. So what makes us forget? I would like to share this story. There was once a sage. His name was Satyakami. He was very exalted sage, a very great devotee of the Lord. And such a great devotee that he would at times have face-to-face -face conversation, interaction with none other than Lord Shri Krishna himself. So one day he was strolling on the bank of a river with Lord Shri Krishna and asked Lord Shri Krishna, what is the secret behind this divine energy of yours which is called Maya? 
Krishna in the Gita says, Devi Esha Gunamai, Mama Maya, Duratya, this divine energy of mind is very, very difficult to overcome. It's Duratya. So he asked, what is this divine energy and how does it act? So hearing this question, Lord Sri Krishna smiled and then said, I will explain to you. And then he said, I am feeling thirsty. Can you just get me a glass of water? Yes, sure. And then the Satyakami went in search of a glass of water. Unfortunately, on that day it was quite hot. And although he had traveled quite a lot of distance, he couldn't see a house where he could knock the door and get a glass of water and come back to Krishna and give him water. He kept walking, kept walking and finally he reached a house, a small simple house and he was quite happy that at last he's got a place and for sure he will get water there. And he knocked the door. As soon as he knocked the door, the door opened and at the door was a beautiful, handsome, young girl welcoming him inside the house. And moment he saw that girl, just like we say love at the first sight, she was so beautiful, so handsome, he had never seen a girl as beautiful as her. Unlike present times where people date, people have live-in relationships, they're dating apps, people say, what are you doing on Saturday night? Unlike that, in those times, there was custom that anybody who comes home, he is greeted. Atiti Devo Bhava is treated like a deva, like God himself. So this girl welcomed and she was busy ensuring that the guest who has knocked her door is well taken care of. She started attending to his needs, whatever he wanted, he asked for a glass of water, she provided that. And in course of the conversation, he became more and more attracted to her beauty, her voice, her dealings, her character, her behavior. And a time came helplessly, he couldn't control himself, he proposed, would you marry me? To cut the story short, yes, the girl agreed and eventually they got married. And after marriage, the Bhagavatam describes Atagreha Shetra Sutta Apta Vitel Pumsastriya Mithuni Bhava Metam when a man and woman unites. Mithuni Bhava Metam and there is a sexual attraction between a male and a female. Then what happens? What's the consequence? Pumsastriya mithuni bhava metam tayo mitho hridagranthim ahu. A hard knot is tied between them, their hearts. 
that's how you see i cannot live without you such kind of conversations in love movies in romantic movies or in even otherwise hrida granthi mahut hard knot is tied in the between the hearts and then atha griha house kshetra land suta children apta relatives vitair and to maintain the entire thing you require lot of wealth janasya mohoyam and caught in this illusion one gets completely overwhelmed with the feeling of aham mameti i and mine so this is what happened to even satyakami he started you know building all his household paraphernalia making all kinds of arrangements eventually he had children very very cute very loving and he started dabbling in all household affairs taking care of children keeping his wife happy arranging all household needs and he became completely preoccupied with all such activities years rolled by and eventually he became old he even had grandchildren and one day he was speaking to his wife and he was telling how blessed we are we have such nice cultured wonderful grandchildren how blessed we are how fortunate we are and he his wife and his children his daughters their their children it was a grand big family and he was having a sense of pride having such a big family and all nice wonderful loving relationships and one day suddenly there was floods in that particular place and all of a sudden the water started gushing in, even gushing inside the house and although he his wife his children tried their best to protect the things protect the belongings protect each other but because of lot of current in the water the river was in the spate the house got flooded and everything with that current with that water current started flowing along with it and although he is trying his best to hold on to them trying to protect them his children his grandchildren his wife he is somehow desperately trying to hold them but right in front of their eyes with that current in the water they are getting flown away separated from him and great desperation out of lot of pain he saying krishna krishna please save krishna please save and while he is screaming krishna krishna wanting for help suddenly he opened his eyes and he saw right in front of him krishna sitting in the same place where krishna had asked him for a glass of water he is saying krishna krishna he opened his eyes and he saw krishna smiling and he said satyakami where is the glass of water so this is our state it's a fact we say no moha maya ka jal we all are 
under the influence of this moh and maya we have forgotten the reality the harsh reality the reality that one day we have to leave and go and this reality we got a glimpse during pandemic times so we will cover more we have covered the first point life is very uncertain this is one big learning which we got from the pandemic now we will have some kirtans and after the kirtans we'll have two more very very important and profound learning from the pandemic so we'll have the kirtans now Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare
So the first learning as we all discussed was that life is very uncertain. The second learning, a very very important learning from the social distancing which we all practiced. Invariably on the channels we were getting that periodic advice in different forums that we should wear the mask, we should keep a distance when we are moving out. Because there is a fear of getting infected and unknowingly spreading the infection. Now what is the learning? Here we had an infection from coronavirus, a virus, which we are not able to see but we know from the consequence people are getting infected, second wave, hundreds and thousands of them getting infected. The hospitals are filled. And if there is a person who is very dear to us, even if we like that person, but if we know that he is down with COVID, he is quarantined. We also have videos which says that, you know, isolate that person, have them in a separate room. Because if you interact with this person unrestrictedly and don't maintain the COVID protocol and maintain that required precautions and social distancing, you will also get infected. The learning, very important learning for us is infection is not only from the viruses in the environment. Sangat Sanjayate Kama, we can get infected from others persons by the modes they are influenced with. If a person is predominantly in Tamaguna and if we do not maintain social distancing, I will come to that, what does social distancing mean in this particular scenario. If we do not maintain social distancing from that person who is in Tamaguna, we will also get infected with Tamaguna. Sangat Sanjayate Kama A man is known by the company he keeps. We saw that many many doctors got infected and many doctors even lost their lives because they were in close proximity. They had to do, it was their duty. They were in close proximity with infected patients and they also got infected and they lost their lives. So just like a person was infected, he was quarantined because there was a risk of infection spreading. Likewise, we all can get potentially infected by the lower modes, by tamoguna, by rajoguna. When we come in contact with people who are infected with tamoguna and rajoguna. That's why our scriptures, our Shastra says, Asat Sangha Tyaga E Vaishnava Chara. One of the very, very important Vaishnava behavior is Asat Sangha Tyaga. He, he renounces bad association. Asat Sangha. Sat Sangha. What we are right now engaged in hearing Bhagavad Gita, hearing Bhagavatam, it is called Sat Sangha association with truth. 
this also called asat sangha and that is very very just like in pandemic there was infection rampantly spread lot of people were infected and there were super spreaders also likewise in today's world there are many people who are infected with lower modes with tamoguna and if we are not careful if we do not maintain social distancing we will also get infected and a person may not be bad but just because he is infected he is quarantined and we stay away from that person which is understandable it is not that you are hating that person you still may have sympathy from that person but still it is required that we maintain a distance and maintain that protocol otherwise we will get infected i was seeing a video of a person who was uh, a very big social worker he helped he used to distribute lot of you know food to the poor and needy in the first wave and unfortunately because he was very very he was in the front line worker he was you know going all out helping people the needy people unfortunately in the second wave he lost his life we should recognize his contribution his sacrifice but the fact is he interacted and at times he would have put his guard down and he got infected and he lost his life there was a video very scary video he from a hospital bed telling people please follow the rules please follow the social distancing please wear the mask i took it lightly and now here i am he was practically you know breathless he was with tears in his eyes and eventually he died so we have to recognize who is infected and there's lot of infection around we have to recognize just like in covid times you know moment a person enters a place or you know, airport or something there's somebody checking the temperature so likewise there are symptoms by which we can recognize that just like in coronavirus covid by symptoms temperature of the body a person having fever and having breathing issues there were many symptoms of a person who is down with covid and from that symptoms at times the symptoms were being gauged checked and the required social distancing was being maintained so likewise our scriptures talk about the symptoms and we have to be very very cautious that we avoid asat sangha close proximity to people who are asat sanghi who are very very materialistic if we do not maintain that social distancing if we do not maintain that safe safety measures we don't take that safety measures we will also get infected we are talking about mama maya dhuratya if we are in company of a person who is fully overpowered by maya we will also fall in maya so just like during covid time you know there was a lot of posters around lot of news channels talking about maintain a distance wear the mask wash your hands regularly follow all the covid protocols likewise our scriptures are giving us do's and don'ts if we have to remain unaffected
by the lower modes. If we can keep away from the infection of lower modes, there are some do's and don'ts, some behavior, some protocols which we have to follow. And we have to be, there are people who are very negative in nature, the people who are very, very critical in nature, people who are under the influence of Maya, always finding faults. This reminds me of the story of Yudhishthira Maharaj and Duryodhana. They all were students, they studied the same Gurukul under their teacher Dronacharya. And one day Dronacharya gave them a test. He called Yudhishthira Maharaj and said, I am giving you a small test, go around the entire city, meet lot of people, as many people as you can meet. And in the evening, come and tell me who is the worst among all the people whom you have met in the city. Come and tell me who is the worst among all the people you have interacted with. That was the assignment given to Yudhishthira Maharaj. He also called Duryodhan and said a similar assignment but with a small change. He said, my dear Duryodhan, you also can go around the city, meet lot of people, interact with them, come back in the evening and tell me who is the best and the most noble among all the people whom you have interacted with. So Yudhishthira Maharaj went, met lot of lot of people and whomsoever he interacted with, he saw in them the good qualities, some good qualities which he does not possess. Each one of them had something good in them which was lacking in him. And in the evening when he came back and told Dronacharya that I have come back convinced that I am the worst among all. Each person I met had some good quality which unfortunately I don't have. So I have come back convinced that I am the worst among everyone whom I have interacted with. Then came the turn of Duryodhan. He also met lot and lot of people and each one of them he found some fault, something lacking, some inability, something bad in their behavior. And then he came back and told Dronacharya, he says, I have interacted with lot of people, but each one had some lacuna, some shortcoming. And I have come back convinced that I am the best among everyone. I am the most noble among all the people I have interacted. So there are people who are of the mentality of Duryodhan. The people who are proud, the people who are, you know, very proud of their achievements, accomplishments, very materialistic in their outlook, always critical, finding faults with others, bad character, womanizing, fallen prey to bad habits, intoxicants. And if we associate with such people, we will also get infected. So there are some symptoms, just like coronavirus, there were some symptoms of a person who is infected. 
Likewise, there are symptoms of a person who is infected with lower modes. In fact, Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita describes the symptoms. What are the symptoms of a person who is in Tamoguna? What are the symptoms of a person who is in Rajoguna? That's why it is important that we read Bhagavad Gita. And once we know the symptoms, we have to maintain social distancing. Why? If we don't maintain that distancing, social distancing, we will get infected and at times it can be fatal. We may have all the knowledge like the doctors who knew a lot of things, but unfortunately the infection is such that we get overpowered by that infection that, and we can even lose our lives. So this lower modes, if we are slack in our spiritual practices, if we fall in bad company, this reminds me another story of a person who was in the water taking a dip, taking a bath and suddenly he was, his, he was caught by a crocodile. He caught hold of his leg and he was in great pain screaming and he was you know Allah Allah he was you know thinking of Lord and screaming and fortunately he could get himself freed from that crocodile and came uh, out the bank of that river. So person was seeing the whole thing and after he came out his whole leg was bleeding very profusely and just after he came out he you know just like people bend their neck did that downwards prostrate obeisances and said shukra hai Allah shukra hai I thank oh my lord Allah shukra hai shukra means expressing gratitude and thanks so a person was seeing the whole thing from a distance and he approached this mullah and said, you know, here you were about to lose your life, almost your leg is so badly wounded because of this crocodile. And here, instead of, instead of asking God why this happened to you, you are saying, thank you Lord, thank you Lord, shukra Allah, why? He says, I am thanking Lord, that Lord, Maybe because of my bad deeds, past bad deeds, karma, I fell into the jaws of a crocodile. I did not fall into the jaws of, deadly jaws of bad company. We may not recognize this, but it is as fatal as, even more fatal than the claws of a crocodile. Because it can lead to spiritual death. Maya is so strong. Sangat Sanjayate Kama. It is so subtle. It is so fine. We may not even recognize. We may not be even just like the coronavirus. We may not even know that we have got infected. I had to travel quite frequently between Mumbai and Jaipur and I was relatively overconfident that you know I am keeping good health and I am taking all safety precautions and I am okay. But then I also got infected and 20 days, it was quite bad. You will get infected, small little mistake. 
just wrong touch to someone or wrong moments neglect it's enough for you to get infected it's difficult to trace back how i got infected but the fact is you got infected so therefore we have to be cautious in the covid time we learn that how we have to protect ourselves from infection everyone was talking about please wear the mask please maintain the social distancing so the scriptures also saying please asat sanga tyaga e vaishnavasar give up bad association give up people's association who are very materialistic who are always thinking of women and money and associate with saintly persons so this is a very important learning from the covid times <clears throat> the third learning important learning is the stringent laws of material nature the infallible law of justice the law of karma which also states as you sow so shall you reap we see lot of sinful activity in this materialistic world in this modern civilization because of advancement there is some element of pride in all of us that we have conquered lot of things now these days we have automated slaughterhouses you know we the kfcs of the world mcdonalds you know increasing their their footprints all cities all small towns more and more people i saw one map how more and more people are now becoming non vegetarians again it's because of asat sangha it will have a consequence it will have a reaction nature's law are very stringent as you sow so shall you reap we used to have a presentation on this law of karma which says that if you sow a mango seed you will get a mango plant if you sow a neem seed you will get a neem plant not vice versa so likewise if we sow pain in someone's life if we give unnecessary pain to someone the pain will come back to us and we saw that during the pandemic we saw how man with so much of achievement with so much of money with so much of technology with so much of medical science so much of advancement so much of wonderful medical facilities around us the hospitals full of amenities full of different gadgets we saw a state of helplessness in spite of having everything we saw people dying we saw the stringent laws of nature operating we saw people getting reactions and suffering in fact the more we are sinful the more we engage in sinful activities more we will have to suffer and our scriptures point out the suffering can come predominantly three types of suffering adhyatmik kleshas adhibhautik kleshas adhidevik kleshas 
kleshas miseries due to our body and mind miseries due to other living entities adi bhautik kleshas and adhyatmik kleshas due to natural calamities famines droughts earthquakes pandemics so a learning for all of us our scriptures are saying we should lead a pious life we should lead a simple life we should lead a righteous life we should lead life based on spiritual principles otherwise if we violate nature's law then the nature will retaliate and bring forth suffering in our life which we don't want so it's in our self interest just like a person who violates the state law the the crime branch of the police will chase that person down and just like this present time the aryan case which we are quite uh, hearing in the headlines and the news if a person breaks the law no matter how big that person is what that person is the law will chase him all that harassment which the family is going through so likewise when we violate the nature's law there are subtle laws operating in human form of life we can understand those laws if we violate those laws the nature will retaliate and we will have to suffer the consequences this is the third learning which we have so now we'll take the questions we have a lot of questions which have come in today this first question is from chiranjit biswas we want to know about the lesson from present pandemic uh, bangladesh conditions please say something about it if possible so for some of the participants who may not be aware just yesterday or day before there was an attack on the iskon temple and uh, a mob attacked the temple and a uh, lot of things were burnt and um, a devotee also died and one devotee was hospitalized was injured very badly and is in a very critical condition so the question is if i have got this question right why did it happen they were after all devotees so this is not the first time there are many many places many many times in the history including in the bhagavatam where we have examples of devotees getting tormented the demons attacking even the devatas are put in conditions where they go and plead to vishnu and krishna for protection the powerful demons in this world who will attack even if a person is a devotee and there are many many examples of this in the past when devotees forget that haridas thakur who was namacharya chanting about 22 hours in a day sleeping barely about 2 hours 22 hours he was caned in a marketplace 22 marketplaces he was caned he was beaten just because he was chanting the names of krishna pandavas they went through so much of tribulation so much of trials prahlad maharaj he was thrown in a pit full of snakes he was trampled he was so that he can get crushed under the feet of elephants 
So there are many, many examples where devotees were tormented by demons, they're always demoniac forces. But Krishna says, Name Bhakti Pranashati, my devotee will never perish. Now, here let me also tell you that when we see some physical attack happening on devotees, yes, superficially it appears to us that the Lord did not protect. Superficially, it may appear that a devotee got killed, but we have to have a little more broader and a better understanding of what is Lord's protection. Just because a devotee has left the body, just like Prabhupada when he was old, his health was failing and his organs were all failing and he was, we cannot say that Lord did not protect Srila Prabhupada. So protection of the Lord should not be equated to physical terms. Yes, no doubt, even physical body has a place. It is important. But we have our own understanding of what is protection. At times, the Lord takes devotees through some circumstances, may even, may even allow some bit of harm to this physical body if there are some profound lessons to be taught to that devotee and people in general. Just like Prabhupada when he was going to the US with the sole objective of fulfilling the order of his guru, he had two heart attacks. He had seasickness, dizziness, headaches throughout the entire journey. We cannot say the Lord was not protecting. So, we have one understanding of that protection. This, this body, which is temporary, one day has to die, irrespective of whether a person is a devotee or a not devotee. So, I will not get into full details. We have had sessions, what is real protection? What is Lord's protection? So, I will not get into details. All I would like to say, yes, there have been attacks on devotees, not this time, but since time immemorial. And the Lord definitely protects his devotee. He in fact promises Name Bhakta Pranashyati. But with a rider that we have one understanding of what is protection. And just because it does not fit into our understanding of what is protection, we cannot say the Lord is not protecting his devotees. This is all what I will say for now. Otherwise, it will require a very detailed understanding of what is real protection. How does the Lord protect his devotees? Another question from Siddharth Satapati. How to control anger? How to become peaceful always? Although it is not related to the topic what we are discussing, but nevertheless, I will briefly touch. Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita gives us the root cause of anger and frustration. What is the root cause? He says, Krodhat Bhavati Sammoha Sammoha Smriti Vibrama. First, there is lust in us. And when that lusty desires are not fulfilled, we become angry, we become frustrated. Dhyayato Vishyan Pumsa Sangaste Shupajayate Sangat Sanjayate Kama. Kama means lust. 
कामात क्रोधात अभिजायते फ्रॉम दैट कामा कम्स एंगर when karma our lusty desires are not fulfilled when things don't unfold the way we want to fold for our sense gratification for our satisfaction for our pleasure for our so called peace of mind we become angry we have our understanding of how things should happen for me to be happy for me to be peaceful for me to not get angry but things may not happen that way so krodhat bhavati samand with anger comes delusion bewilderment of memory we speak some things which later on we may regret so krishna is giving us many many instructions how we can handle this greatest enemy of living entity and that is lust lusty desires in fact the whole gita is all about how we can purify these lusty desires and become a surrendered soul a devotee of the lord how we can purify our desires and make the desires aligned with the desires of the lord so again we will not be able to get into details but the root cause of the anger is lust lusty desires and whole spirituality is all about purifying our desires ajay raj sharma this question from ajay why krishna says that attaining him is sulab sulab means it's easy one side we experience that to live a material life is very difficult even to achieve a small thing we have to struggle but our highest goal is sulab how it is sulab susukum kartum avyayam in fact in the bhagavad gita it is said this raj vidya raj guhyam its most confidential knowledge and then further krishna says susukum kartum it is very joyfully performed this whole process loving service to the lord is very sublime very easy very joyfully performed but unfortunately we don't experience that that's what the question is it's joyfully performed but actually it is a struggle to get up in the morning it's a struggle to chant the names mind is going all over the places we don't experience any higher taste on one side it is said control the senses and it's very difficult more so in present time so why it is said susukum kartum avyayam so prabhupad gives an example that even if a person is given a sugar candy a sugar cane quite possible it may taste bitter for him although it is very very sweet why it is tasting bitter it's not because the sugar candy is bitter but because he is in a diseased state because he is jaundiced the same sugar candy which is actually very sweet appears bitter so likewise because we are in a disease state this very process which is very sulab which is very easily performed which is joyful which is full of bliss is very bitter for us so if a person is having jaundice and he is given sugar cane and the sugar cane is tasting bitter what is the solution solution is to continue having that sugar cane and a day will come and a person will recover and that same sugar candy will start start appearing very sweet 
So likewise, it's a fact that spirituality is full of joy. It is easily performed. It is not a struggle. But unfortunately, because of the past conditioning, because of all that lusty desires, calm, growth, lobe, mobe, which is covering our consciousness, this process appears very difficult. So the, we have to just follow in the footsteps of great Acharyas, take the medicine, we will get definitely cured and once we get cured, we will start experiencing that this process is very simple and joyfully performed. It is very, very sulabh. Now again, it is not a binary logic. One day will come when we will get cured and we will experience and that may happen after many lifetimes or after one full lifetime. No. As we keep getting purified, as we keep getting pure and pure, we will experience that this process is becoming easier and joyfully performed. It is not zero or one. The more we get out of this infection, material infection, the more we will experience the joy in this process and find that how it is very, very relishable. This question is from Bharat Shivlani. Please can you give tips on how to remember the most important shlokas and how we can know whether we are making progress in spiritual life. To remember the shlokas, you can go to our website, uh, to our uh, YouTube channel. There is a playlist on Bhagavad Gita shlokas, shlokas. So what we have done is some about 50 odd shlokas, important ones from the Bhagavad Gita. A devotee is reciting it. The first, first we recite one word at a time. So devotee speaks one word and you can repeat that one word. Rather than repeating the full shloka, four lines or two lines at a time, just one word and just repeat. Then the second word, repeat. Third word, repeat. And then we repeat, after word by word, we repeat one line at a time. The devotee says one line, the verse is right in front of you, repeat one line. And then the next turn, two lines at a time. And in the next turn, four lines at a time. So to memorize shlokas, this is the very easy process, rather than trying to mug up that shloka, just we chant that shloka in this fashion, one word at a time, one line at a time, two lines at a time, four lines at a time, just repeat. If we do that with enough repetitions, we will see that we will be able to memorize the shloka very easily and with proper pronunciation. So this is one thing. And second question is, how do we know that we are making progress in spiritual life? Prabhupada gave us that a very simple test is, is my lusty desires coming down? You know, we, we always see that I'm helplessly getting attracted to sense objects. I'm not able to give up. Helplessly. I know that I should not be seeing it, but I cannot resist the temptation. I know I should not be eating this, but I cannot resist. I know it is not good for my self-interest to hear this, but I am getting tempted, I am getting allured, I am getting pulled into it. And at times helplessly pulled into it. So the test that I am advancing in spiritual life is that these lusty desires 
will minimize. That pull, that urge, that vegam, vacho vegam, manasa vegam, jiva vegam, the urges of the tongue, urges of belly, urges of genitals, urges of mind, urges of talking, they all will start subsiding, minimizing. And this is one test which we can see. You know, people at times, the tongue is dictating, eat this. They will travel 20 miles just to go to a restaurant, just to taste some nice eatables. In other words, we are following the dictates of our senses, of our tongue. We will see this is one of the symptoms that the urges of our senses, we will stop heeding to those urges and start leading a much simpler life. There are many other symptoms. In fact, Arjuna asked Krishna, what are the symptoms of a person who is self-realized? So Krishna, many, many instructions he gives. If you read those verses, you will get an idea of what are the symptoms of a self-realized person. And when we compare those symptoms, we can very clearly understand that how advanced we are. This question is from Rajeshwari Rao. What to do if family members are non-devotees and are not very inclined to spiritual life and whom most of the time is being spent? Their association influence sense gratification. So basically the question is, I said asat sangha tyaga. We have to give up bad association. Now let's take a scenario from the pandemic. What if in the same house, the family members are infected? What will we do? We have many, many people who have faced this thing, are near and dear ones living in the same, same house. One of them is sick, one of them is, is infected. So we somehow managed. In those circumstances, whatever needs to be done, was done. They say, make best use of the bad bargain. At times, based on our karma, we will be placed in different circumstances, sometimes favorable, sometimes unfavorable. Rather than blaming someone, we should first understand that, yes, we all are encountering situations based on what we have done in the past. At least we take the responsibility. Otherwise, we'll always play the blame game. I am miserable because of him. That person has messed up my life. The fact is, we have messed up our lives. The fact is, we are where we are today because of what we have done in the past. So having understood that, know that we have done many things wrong in the past. We can do the best we can in the given scenario. It may not be very easy. It may be challenging environment. But still, there is something which we can do in that, the best we can do in the given circumstances. And Krishna is seeing that. If in that given circumstance, you may not be able to chant 16, okay, are you trying your best? Are you giving your best? So, we do the best we can in those circumstances and the Lord will help. Lord will mystically help at times even by changing the circumstances. We have many, many instances in the past where a devotee, the circumstances are, are completely changed by the Lord. To give you a small clue, Sudama was living in a very impoverished condition, went and met the Lord and suddenly when he came back, there was a palace there. From that small hutment where he was living in an impoverished condition, it was a big palace standing there in the same place. 
the condition changed the lord is all powerful let us do the best we can in the circumstances we are have that faith have that conviction that lord is all powerful and surrender to him and definitely he can change the circumstances also this question is from saurav we say lord chaitanya is supreme lord himself incarnated in kaliyuga for this we have 64 proofs i also agree on this but the same is said with shastrik proof by babs for swami narayan that swami narayan is bhagwan and there are many proofs this was said by their followers uh, i don't know much in detail about what are the teachings of swami narayan and babs although yes i know that they have also they also say that swami narayan was bhagwan uh here more than more than uh it is the it is important for us to follow the teachings follow in the footsteps of that's why our scriptures say whenever we want to uh judge a particular thing we have to take reference of guru sadhu and shastra i am here no one to criticize anyone because i myself may not know any details all we can say that yes there are many many references which talks about lord chaitanya being lord shri krishna himself let us accept that and follow the teachings of lord chaitanya and deliver our lives this question is from ajay raj sharma why krishna says that everybody follows my path knowingly or unknowingly in what sense it is said everyone is following his path because just like everyone is following the government laws if you follow the government law you are following if you don't follow the government laws you will follow the government laws in the form of being a criminal still you are under the government laws only a person who has committed criminality some crime he is chased by the police is imprisoned he is still under the government laws he cannot escape the government laws in any condition even if violates the law or he does not violate he is under the government's jurisdiction same way everyone whether we are obedient or we disobedient we are under the laws of the supreme lord everyone is acting under his jurisdiction that's a different thing the lord has given a free will he respects our free will and if we act wrongly we will have to suffer the consequences last question this is from yatharth our mind has two parts one which says good but one says bad we know which to listen but how to silence the second one when we purify our lives when we grow spiritually when we become spiritually advanced automatically the second one will get silenced you are right yes we have two voices the second voice first is our soul atma and second is the mind krishna in the gita says mind if it is controlled is a best friend the same mind if it is uncontrolled is a worst enemy and there are many many instructions about the lord how to tame this mind many people ask why chant 16 rounds why count and chant it's to tame the mind the mind will say enough aaj man nahi hai mood nahi hai to tame the mind come what may good mood bad mood i will chant 16 rounds so likewise to tame the mind so when we tame the mind when we control the senses when we follow all the scriptural injunctions when we advance spiritually automatically the second voice will get 
tamed, get, will get regulated, will get so to say subsidized. So with this we will come to an end. Thank you so much for joining us today. Look forward to having you again next Sunday same time 4.30 p.m. Hare Krishna.